Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and come hang out with us. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Tara Smallstig of Dennis Winger in April. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? Well, on February 27th, they are having a workshop entitled Emotional Intelligence. Emotional Intelligence? Yes. It's going to be presented by Susan Rosie. She is the owner of Rosie and Associates. Okay. And she's going to talk about all about emotional intelligence. They will discuss the concept of emotional intelligence and its impact on the workplace. Then the attendees will identify and learn how to apply key emotional competencies in the workplace. Wow. And they'll discuss how high and low usage of of the emotional quotient impacts all of us. That sounds like a lot. That it, sounds like a lot of intelligence. It does, and emotions and emotional intelligence and everything. But if you want to learn out more, there's all kinds of information about the objectives and the outcomes and everything that you're going to talk about. You can look at that and find out more at shaferleadership.com. I'm Gary Thomas from Leap Managed IT. We invest in an SLA membership as a part of investing in our team. A membership expands our internal training program, connects our employees to the community, and builds a stronger culture. Really, it helps us run faster. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio, we have Tara Smallstig, partner and attorney at Dennis Winger and Abram. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Great. Very good. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Where do you want me to start? Uh, well, Wherever you're an you attorney. So I am an attorney. <laughs> tell me about that a little bit. Okay. So I have been an attorney for almost 17 years. Okay. This okay. May, it will be 17. I've been at uh, the firm for 18 years. I clerked there the year before I finished law school. I actually clerked at a firm in Indianapolis for a year uh, when I was in law school also. And then really was looking, though, for some place that I could practice and also raise a family and have a quality of life. Mm-hmm. And really was very fortunate to find where I am And um, I just really love the firm, love all of the attorneys I get a chance and privilege to work with, and most of the time enjoy the practice of law. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> now, now, what do you specialize in? There's all kinds of law. Well, we're not supposed to say we're specialists at anything. Right. Okay. right. Um, but um, I primarily practice in the area of family law. Okay. Um, I also help and assist clients in uh, with estate and trust administration, um, either from a planning standpoint or on the other end. We have a couple of paralegals in our office that primarily do estate administration because that's what our firm was founded on. And then also I work in the area of civil litigation when I have time. Um, But family law keeps me pretty busy. So you mentioned uh, uh, you love the 
area because of living and working here. Yes. You live in Yorktown? Yes. Tell us about Yorktown, living there. Yorktown, we love the schools. We love the community. I'm a runner, and I love that now we have so many more trails mm-hmm. in the community, which um, is really cool. We have a lot of people really involved in the community that have helped to um, continue to build the funds to be able to have those trails mm-hmm. and now you know with it connected to the Y and the JAA and Munciana and the schools and Morris Meadow I mean you can pretty much run or bike or walk all over Yorktown and it's really really nice for the community um, it's a really close pretty tight-knit community and um, it's been a great place for us to live work and grow a family Very now good. tell us about your family so my husband Scott mm-hmm. is the vice president of fund development at Meridian and right now he is in the throes of um, his biggest fundraiser oh, yeah. Rialto he's, yeah. he's in Rialto so land. he's in Rialto mode he's uh, very busy with that and um, and he keeps busy all the time with, oh, yeah. with that and all the many projects that uh, Meridian has going on. We have three kids. Madison is a sophomore at um, IU mm-hmm. and um, Shock. She's very involved in various different things. Mm-hmm. She is... She just got elected to be an officer within her sorority. She is the arts editor for the IDS. She is um, also on a, the hospital relations committee for the IU Dance Marathon. And then just involved in various different things in the journalism community mm-hmm. at IU. She is a journalism major. Um, she also is majoring in Spanish. And then she's going to get a minor in gender studies. And so she's got lots of stuff going on. She sounds like wow. a busy busy lady she is a busy lady and then my son Garrig is a um, senior at Yorktown and he's trying to figure out where he's going to go to college mm-hmm. and so that's that's really keeping us busy right now but um, he's very involved at Yorktown and he's the president of the student body and he's president of the DECA club co-president of the DECA club and then he's also an exec for Yorktown Dance Marathon and so he's he keeps himself really busy at school and uh, excellent student so we're very proud of him and then Athena is our third Third grader. Mm-hmm. She uh, has found a new love of basketball. Oh, nice. And hey. she is also very involved at Civic. Mm-hmm. She loves Muncie Civic. I joke that I think if they put in a bed for her, she'd just move in. <laughs> but she uh, she loves that place. And it's been really, really good for her. It's really, we've seen a lot of maturity and growth in her through the programs and things she's been involved in there. So it's been a great, great opportunity for her. What are other things you're involved in around the community and with work and, and life? That's a good question. Um, I've, I've been a part of um, Business Network International BNI for mm-hmm. many, many years, and that's uh, been something I've done for probably over 15 years now. So I really love that network of people. Mm-hmm. I um, One of the things I like to, to do is help problem solve. I mean, when I have a new client sitting down with me, um, I really want to help them solve whatever problem is in front of them. And having a network of people like BNI really helps with that mm-hmm. because I have people I can trust to help solve the problem because often I can't do it on my own. And so I really like that. Um, I've uh, been on the board for Secret Families for a long time, and I've served on many different boards in the community. Right now I'm still involved with charitable giving at the YMCA I've served on Chamber Board and the Cornerstone Board and the Children's Museum Board. And um, so I'm still involved with a lot of those type of organizations and um, really enjoy remaining
getting involved in the community that way. Um, and otherwise, we like to, you know, be involved with our kids' sports. Our son's getting ready to start baseball season. Okay. And he's a football player and baseball player at Yorktown. And so we like to be involved with all the kids' sports. So it seems to keep us really busy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but you haven't been on stage with Athena. Or I have not yet. been on stage. <laughs> Scott has, not you. He has. And eventually, I am sure I will be there. But I said it's, you know, with the being senior year, it's just too much to do yeah, that that's this a lot. year. Yeah. Um, but I, I did theater all the way through from the time I was very young until I was through high school. So I expect I will do that at some point in time with her. So you did not grow up in Muncie, is that I correct? I did not. Okay. I grew up in Tennessee. That's what I thought. I actually grew up in a small town about an hour northeast of Knoxville, Tennessee, because I say that because a lot of people know where Knoxville is. Mm-hmm called Greenville, Tennessee. Greenville, Tennessee uh, was a very historic town. We had actually a Civil War hospital that was in our town. We had, there's been so many Civil War relics found underneath all of the various tobacco warehouses because tobacco was big Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. One of the churches in town, we always called it the Cannonball Church because they still had a cannonball stuck in it from the Civil War. Awesome. Wow. And um, then the big claim to fame, but also it's been brought up in the last few years, is Andrew Johnson was from my hometown. He had his his uh, tailor shop and two houses were in Greenville, and he's buried on Monument Hill in Greenville, Tennessee. Mm. Of course, he's the only president that was ever impeached. Mm-hmm. So when all these th- when when the Clinton trial happened mm-hmm. um, many years ago, there were lots of national news mm-hmm. in my hometown. And then I know there have been recently as yeah. well because <laughs> of everything going on currently. Right. But it's a very historic town, and so there's always, you know, things going on that relate to that there. Um, I didn't appreciate it, I think, as much then as I do now, because it was a small town, and we all thought there was nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, but beautiful. I mean, surrounded by mountains, right in the middle of, um, right, an hour from North Carolina, an hour from Virginia, an hour from Knoxville, and so really, really beautiful area. Awesome. So how did you get to Muncie? So my dad ran a plant in Greenville, Tennessee, that was the um, Ball Zinc Products Division and then became Altrista Zinc Products. Okay. My dad, when I was a freshman in college at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, took the position of chief operating officer for Altrista. And I said, I stayed close to home and home moved away from me. <laughs> and so they, at the end of my freshman year of college, moved to Yorktown. Okay. And I was actually visiting them when I was in law school, uh, which I started at Vanderbilt. And then I met my husband at Charity Ball mm-hmm. here in uh, Muncie at the convention center here close to us. And uh, the rest is history. Cool. What was Charity Ball? Charity Ball. Do you not remember Charity Ball? I don't remember. No. I- <laughs> okay. <laughs> so many, many years ago, the um, Ball Memorial Hospital Auxiliary put on an event called Charity Ball. And it was the biggest fundraiser in the community. And everyone dressed up. I mean, it was it was also called the Festival of Trees and Lights. Okay. And so artists in the community would decorate trees. So like I know Ann Johnson always mm-hmm. did a tree. And Fred Reese did a tree and other artists within the community did trees and so you would walk in and the whole ballroom over here at the convention center was full of trees and then they would turn off all the lights and the room would be lit by all the trees it was really pretty oh that's cool it was a fundraiser though so they auctioned off the trees they auctioned off 
wreaths and various different Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people did their Christmas decorating at Charity Ball, which was in November. Okay. Right around, right before, usually it was right before Thanksgiving. Okay. And uh, and so that's how uh, that's how it kind of got started. What do you do for fun? Um, Seems like my, you're busy as all yeah, get out. In your, all of your spare time. In right? all of my spare time. I know I have a spare time problem. I love to travel is honestly my biggest thing. And so any chance that we can get to go somewhere, do something, we do. And so it's just, I mean, we've we've tried to expose our kids to the world. Madison will be doing an internship in London this summer for six weeks. Nice. And so we are going to go over at the end and do a family vacation nice. and spend about 10 days um, touring around. And so that'll be really nice. Now, your son, was he in travel ball? Like he was in travel baseball. All yes. over. I remember st- uh, Scott talking about that. Yes, we've been all over the place with travel baseball. And honestly, I thought he would play in college. And it's still on his consideration mm-hmm. list. But I think it's, it's becoming less and less of a of a consideration. I think he... You know, he he knows that his his plans long term are are bigger than that. But I, you know, he is he's very good with numbers and he is very good with sports statistics. And so I could see him doing something that was very you know sports and business combined. But it'll be interesting. So we'll see. I think it's yet to be determined what he does with that. But no, I've we've traveled a lot for baseball. I think oh, yeah. I'm the one that's struggling the most with it, which is crazy because my husband's the one who coached him from the time he was mm-hmm. like five years old and he was, you know, giving him tic tacs to run bases. I mean <laughs> and now I'm the one that's, you know, really struggling with not right. thinking Are about you- him playing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what people get lost in when I talk to people about kids being involved in either you know, volleyball or baseball or softball or whatever it is. I mean, you got to really be understanding of what is the goal? What are you wanting your kids to get from this? I mean, I think that the lessons that you learn about teamwork and how to handle yourself in various different situations, wherever you are in the world, there's so many valuable lessons that come from that. And if you are okay with that being part of it and not always being so focused on we're doing this so that we get a scholarship in college because Mm -hmm. most of those kids don't. But there's, you know, we've been very fortunate that Gehrig's team, most of those boys have played together since they were eight years old and and they've worked together really hard to keep them together. Mm -hmm. And most of them are going on to play college baseball in in some capacity. And so, but that's rare. They've all learned incredible lessons from playing the sport together. Well, speaking of lessons, uh, tell me something you wish you had known when you were first starting out. It's a really good question. You know, law school is great, but it teaches you how to think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach you how to truly practice law. I mean, and that's what it's called, the practice of law. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason for that because the more you work in your field – the more you learn and the more you're informed and the better better attorney you are to help clients. When we first come out of law school, and I say we because this is pretty much across the board what I see with attorneys as they first come out of law school, we all have – we're very idealistic. Oh, yeah, you're going to change this the is, world, This right? is how things should be, okay? How things should be and how they are, most of the time are not the same thing. And so what you have to realize is, you know, that you become more seasoned, the more you practice in an area. And so I I think it's really important whether you have 
mentors that are within a firm that you join or whether you have mentors in the community if you're deciding just to go out and hang a shingle and become an attorney um, that you find those mentors and people you can turn to when you have those questions because it is truly the practice of law and I was very um, lucky to have all the attorneys that I've worked with and that I many of them are still a part of the firm who taught me lessons that helped me to become a better attorney so you just have to be open to that and understand that it's, you know, really law school teaches you how to think, mm-hmm. but then you got to learn how to actually deal with clients, collect money, yeah. bill, <laughs> run all these, do these other things that they don't, they don't have a class in billing in law school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they do have, you know, client interview classes and some of those things, but take as many practical classes as you can too. If there's anybody that's thinking about law school, that's listening to this, Take as many practical application classes as you can, because that's really what you need. What's on your bucket list? Australia. Okay. I want to go to Australia. Have you been saddened by the uh, recent oh, events in all Australia? All the fires and all so that. So sad. It's awful. It's terrible. All those poor little koala bears who can't move fast and get out of the way. Well, there's like now, what, a billion animals or a million? I mean, I, I can't, I've lost track of the a number, lot. but there's yeah. a large number. I know it was over a million animals that have died it's so sad now are you wanting to visit like sydney or are you going to go to the outback gonna go on a rough. walk on a when, walkabout when we go i want to go for like two weeks and be able to do everything everything okay. you know the outback and the city because i think you know so much of australia is that outback experience and now it's time for the lightning round quick questions quick answers first question is uh what was your first concert my first concert was the jackson five really mm. uh-huh i was in i think i was in second grade was this down in tennessee mm-hmm. okay. oh. i was in knoxville tennessee are you an early bird or night owl early but sometimes i like to stay up late too what's your favorite book i actually love the harry potter series is what i would say not in particular one book in that series the whole series is really good have you ever met anyone famous yeah anybody in particular the one that first comes to mind is Brooke Shields because Ooh. she came here for an event for Meridian. It was one of the first events that Scott did mm. for Meridian, and she was really, really a neat lady to meet. What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. That's interesting because I would say it's probably something I enjoy on almost a daily basis, which is a glass of wine. But, um, you know, when I really want something nice, like a really good glass of wine. What's your favorite movie? An Affair to Remember. I don't think I've seen that. I'm trying to remember that one. It's an old movie with um, Deborah Kerr and Cary Grant. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That movie gets referenced in Sleepless in Seattle okay. when they meet at the top of the Empire, Empire State State's building. building. Yeah. It's because of an affair to remember. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Fantasy. I like Star well, Wars. Is it Star Trek fantasy too? Yeah, it is. But it's more intellectual fantasy. Okay. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably just a smiley face. But I tend to use like the thumbs up, I think, a lot on things. When it's mm. easy to send that back to somebody quick, you're like, okay, okay. got it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah, I do that too. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for asking me. This is great. I really appreciate what you guys are doing to um, share positive stories within the community. It's, uh, it's really good. Well, thank you very much. Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. We're also sponsored by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. 
Find out more at LuckyTats.com. Like if we wanted to take Audia in there to get her ears pierced, because she doesn't have her ears pierced yet, you could do that, and they would do it for you. Um, but there are some things that you have to bring with you to a Lucky Rabbit, because they're not some, some tattoo shops are a little shady, and you know if you're like 16, you can like slide in and get your belly button pierced or whatever without your parents knowing about it. That so, does not happen at Lucky Rabbit. That though. does not happen at Lucky Rabbit because they are top notch and they make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all that. So, if you have a minor who you want to have their ears pierced or whatever, so for we belly gonna, button or, or belly button nose. or your nose Daith. or your dath or whatever else kind of things, uh, if you're like, yeah, cool, great, let's do that. Well, here's like if we want to take Zeus to get her ears pierced, here's what we would need to bring. Okay. Both of us, both parents would have to be there. Oh, okay. So, so, Interesting. Yeah, so mom doesn't do it and dad doesn't know or vice versa and all that. So both parents need to be there. Both parents need to have their photo ID so they can prove that they are like related to this kid and giving consent and everything. The minor must have photo ID. So like a school ID or something like that, that would work. Um, and then the birth certificate of the minor is also required so you can prove their age and all that kind of thing. So Which parents should have. Parents should have or have the ability to get and all that kind of thing. So um, you can't just walk up in there and say, hey, I decided I want to get Audia's ears pierced today. We need to plan it out and make sure we have all of our documents. But if you have all of that and you bring that in, Lucky Rabbit would be happy to do it for you. And they are the best. They are the best, yes. And if you mention Gone Boss, you get $5 off your piercing fee. So there you go. Learn more at LuckyTats.com. In the studio, we have Chris Day. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. And we're talking about Molly today. Yes, we are. Now, for the listeners who don't know, tell us uh, a little background on what what has happened and transpired in the past couple of months for you. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, my wife, Molly Day, passed away on December 28th, uh, a very quick and sudden illness, uh, three days in the hospital, passed away of sepsis. And so we are uh, figuring out how to move on without her. And uh, today I just thought we'd take a minute to kind of celebrate who she was. Absolutely. Because she was on, you know, I have a list of women I want to talk to and people who are on my radar. And of course, she was awesome and great and was on my list, but we didn't get a chance to get to her uh, yet. So I thought it'd be a great idea to bring you on so we kind of talk about her, her legacy, and what we're trying to do no, to love, honor her. I love your podcast, and I love the the, the idea of Good Girl Gone Boss. Uh, I love, I, I take about each word independently, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, at this point, I'd say we'll drop the last word. We'll just say Good Girl Gone. Mm. Yeah. Now, she has her own hashtag, which oh, is yes. hashtag choose joy. So That's tell right. us about that. Yeah. So Molly was one of those f- people who uh, uh, we, we struggle to admit sometimes is all too common. She struggled with anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, fear. And I think that, you know, for her personally, the idea was is that knowing she had overcome those obstacles and broke through a lot of those challenges, that uh, her life mission going forward was to really end the stigma around the negative uh, images of of mental health and that it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And on our plaque, uh, on our headboard rather, is a plaque that reads, Today I Choose Joy. And it was there for herself. And every day she would wake up and she would see it. And, you know, choosing joy is, yeah, it's a choice, but it's not an easy choice. And so now today I'm left looking at that plaque every day and doing my best to honor her by choosing joy. You know, Molly was one of those thinkers. uh, And and unfortunately, a lot of us are thinkers, but we're not uh, actors necessarily. Mm -hmm. And Molly put her thoughts into action. 
Um, and she had this idea that, uh, that we should write our children letters. And God forbid something would ever happen to us. And this was 2007. Carter was just being born. And so we were getting ready to take a trip. And she said, Chris, I want you to write a letter to the kids. Okay, okay. sure, I'll do that. <laughs> I did. Um, and, and she did as well. And we tucked them in a safe and forgot about them. You know, life did what life did. And, and here I am now, uh, 2020, and going to the safe looking for insurance documents. And there are our letters, the letters that we wrote to our children, still sealed, only to be opened if we passed away. She outdid me once again. Mm-hmm. She she wrote an updated letter in 2017. For some reason, she took it upon herself to write another letter, and it made a lot of sense. The kids were older now. They, they were more mature and mm-hmm. understanding. Um, so she went up to me one more time. She left letters for the kids. And so when I found them, I had to give them to them. The family and I debated whether or not to share that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's very personal. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's intimate. Yeah. And, and my daughter Emma said, you know, if we share this and one of my friends unfortunately were to lose their mother, I would want to have inspired that person to have written a letter for my friend because I know how much this letter means to me. She said, let's share it. Well, I don't know. Kids talk about stuff going viral. I'm still trying to figure out what disease I have when they say that. But <laughs> apparently it went viral and WTHR picked it up and said, we'd like to do a story. So again, we're faced with another question to step out and do this but every decision we have made has been does it have the potential to inspire Mm -hmm. and even being here today just the potential to inspire someone else to put pen to paper and tell someone how you feel and if you don't give it to them seal it and save it for another day when they might really need it even more than they do today or to take action and just admit where you are in life and come to others and say would you help me? Mm-hmm. I need help. Uh, I'm not alone in this. And it's very challenging for my family at this time to, to not feel alone, but we're doing it when, in, in Molly's honor and in mm-hmm. her memory and just really trying to make her proud of how we're moving forward. Well, I know one thing my parents did when I was growing up, they didn't write me letters, yeah. but they did actually put together, they started journals or diaries yes. um, and they wrote in it my for both my sister and I, they wrote in it our entire wow. childhoods. Um, and now when we became grownups, they gave it to us. So, um, you know, there's some sweet and touching things in there. There's some goofy things that we did. There are hopes and dreams for us as kids and what we might turn into as grownups and it's things amazing. like that. Um, so I think it is something I'm very happy that my, my parents did for me. You know, maybe we can inspire others to, yeah. to put pen to paper and to just we, you know, put we, that out there. We never think that life is going to do what life does. And, and then it does. And you think, well, those are things that happen to everybody else. That stuff doesn't happen to me. And then it does. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you can look back and kind of see God's hand in all the situations that led to these moments and just, you know, be thankful and blessed for, for what you have. You know, the thing I want really is is to, to recognize, you know, who Molly was in terms of, of a giver. Mm-hmm. Um, giving of her time, giving of herself, giving of her treasures and her talents. Uh, Molly is best known in the area for her work with the Ironman race mm-hmm. in July. Oh, yeah. Um, she was responsible for recruiting volunteers. Now, if you've ever had to recruit a volunteer for something, you know how challenging that can be. Oh, yeah. And she successfully <laughs> would volunteer, collect 2,000 volunteers every year. Oh, my gosh. Every summer to, to help these other athletes. So she inspired them to help help others be inspired and meet their dreams and so forth. Um, And and so the other part of this is I I just hope that uh, the the takeaway here, 
would be that you would be inspired to continue that that type of volunteerism in your community. When you look around at the nonprofits in Delaware County, there are some amazing mm-hmm. opportunities to get behind. And if you haven't chosen one to be passionate about yet, I just want to encourage you to really put your heart into it and think about who you could benefit from. And if you want some ideas, reach out. I got some for you. Oh, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can point you in the right direction for sure. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate you My coming pleasure. in. My pleasure. Thanks for everything you do for the community. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or want to share something with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.